if you're like a lot of people, the idea of retiring early is incredibly appealing to you. How do you do it? What's the best way to plan? And ultimately, what can you do right now to put yourself in a better position to retire sooner than you ever thought possible? My name is Jim Martin. I'm a financial advisor and the founder of Martin Wealth Solutions. We're completely committed to helping people plan for and enjoy their retirement. And this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I sit down with people every week who want the same thing. They want to stop working and retire sooner than they had ever planned on. And we're going to cover the top five things that you can do right now to put yourself in a better position for tomorrow. So let's get started. So the first thing you can do if you want to retire early is save aggressively. Save as much money as you can before you retire. It seems really obvious. However, I'm telling you, there are so many people who think, well, just because I want to retire early, I can. And by the way, you likely can. The problem is, is if you retire before you have adequate savings, you're more than likely going to go back to work. Or your standard of living in retirement is going to be so bare bones that it's going to feel very tight, very uncomfortable, and it's not going to be something worth retiring to. Even if you're not working, there is no fun in it if you can't travel, if you can't go to dinner, if you can't buy the things you want, or if you're struggling to pay your light bill. So what do we mean by saving aggressively? What does that really look like? Well, it's not the standard 5 to 15%. That's just what you're going to need to save to get to retirement age and be able to retire and maintain your standard of living. So if you think you're going to be able to retire early because you're setting aside 10% or 15% into your 401k or your IRA, thank you again. And the reason I tell you that is because people live longer today than they ever have. And if you retire at 50 years old or 55 years old, you're going to have to stretch that money for 25, 35, 40 years in some situations. So we need to make sure we have an abundance of savings. And when I talk about saving aggressively, I'm referring to setting aside 20 to 30% of your gross income, not your net, your gross income in some kind of savings vehicle. Because remember, when you retire, bills don't stop. You still have to eat. You still need shelter, health insurance. All the stuff that exists today will likely be there in retirement. And you just need to be able to plan for that so you're ready. So make sure you save aggressively. Here's the other thing that saving aggressively does. It helps you live on less. The money that you're saving today is money that you're not spending, which makes the amount of money you need every month in retirement smaller. Look, if you're making a hundred grand a year and you're spending $80,000, it's going to be difficult to retire early because you're spending so, such a large percentage of your income. It's going to be difficult to replace that without pensions and social security and a ton of extra savings. However, if you're making a hundred grand a year and you only need 40 to live on, it's going to be a much easier path forward with you, which is why saving aggressively kind of builds that habit. It's like muscle memory. It, get, it gets easier when you don't have the money. You're not used to having it. So it'll make retirement easier. So save aggressively. Take a look at where you're at today and figure out what can you do to save more money. The more money you put away, the sooner you can retire. Pretty obvious stuff. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to retire at 55. Maybe your trajectory right now is retiring at 65 years old. However, 
if you tweak your savings rate, maybe from 10% to 12, maybe that's a year or two sooner. I'd want that. The time you get back is time you have. Remember, time is the most precious commodity in the universe. It really is. We can't buy it. We only get a finite amount of it. We can't trade for it. Save more so you have more time. You have more summers. So it's wintertime where I'm at. I really want summer. I want more summers. And I want you to have more summers too. So save aggressively. By saving aggressively, you'll spend less. By spending less, you'll set yourself up for trajectory of needing less in retirement. So that's number one on our list. All right. So number two on our list, invest wisely. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Jim. Like, obviously, I'm going to invest wisely. What the heck do I mean? When I say invest wisely, well, here's what that really means. Look, there's a lot of emotion that goes into investing. I think we're all aware of that. Like money's hard to come by. You work hard for it. And when the market goes down or we hear some amazing opportunity, maybe you don't make the best decisions that are out there. So let's start with some basics around investing that I think will will deliver better results for most people over time and allow you to ultimately invest wisely. So number one, don't get emotional. Investing is a long-term endeavor. We know markets are going to go up, but they're also going to do what? They're going to go down. So it's important to be aware of that before you invest and not try to make knee-jerk reactions. Don't try to time the market because you will not get it right over time, generally speaking. In fact, the most valuable information I can think of owning would be what is the market going to do tomorrow or the next day or the day after? If I knew that, Guys, I'm not recording a podcast. I just want to let you know I'm living on like a private island and, you know, I've got people bringing me drinks and I'm living the great, the great, amazing life because I am rich beyond all belief. So if anybody knew what the market was going to do, they're not going out to CNBC. They're not sending you a newsletter. They're not, they're, they're not telling you at the post office. They're keeping that to themselves. Okay. Cause that's a secret and they're not going to share that secret. So don't think that you're going to have better access to hedge fund managers about what the market's going to do. So invest wisely, smartly, take the emotion out of it. What else does it mean? It means to be diversified. Don't try to take huge risk. Just because somebody did really well on Tesla doesn't mean you need to go take your whole 401k and put it in something like that. Make sure you have a diversified, low-cost, index-focused approach. So low-cost index funds, low-cost uh, ETFs, those are going to deliver, generally speaking, better results over time. And again, that comes into the fact that nobody's going to beat the market over time. There's just no data that supports the idea that somebody knows more than supercomputers and hedge funds and all of the research analysis that's out there who's living on Main Street making these decisions. So index funds, long-term, getting the emotion out, that's what I mean by investing wisely. Don't go concentrated. Invest for the long-term with appropriate investments, and that will give you, generally speaking, a better outcome. So now we're moving to number three on our list about retiring early. Like, what's the first one? Save aggressively. Look, if you're going to retire early, you've got to save a lot. Invest wisely. But number three, this might be the most important one, cutting your expenses. Guys, we all spend money on a lot of different things. I'm going to hold something up here. I'm holding a, a Diet Coke, right? Like, this is how I get my caffeine. This and tea. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I like hot English breakfast tea. I used to like Earl Grey, but, you know, not as much. They put some oil in it, and I just, as I've gotten older, I've not liked it as much. So hot 
English breakfast tea with a little spot of milk and some sugar. That's, that's my uh, go-to in the morning. And then a Diet Coke to kind of give me a pick-me-up along the way. Now, this, the reason I'm talking about this, like, this is ridiculous. This stupid bottle of Diet Coke used to cost 99 cents. And now it's like $2.29, like completely buffoonery, but you know, whatever. If I wanted to cut expenses, I could cut that out. Like, right, I could buy the, the Kroger, I don't know, what do they call it? Like uh, cola, their cola brand or some, something like that. I could buy the cheaper version, right? Um, I could cut out the fact I've got, I've got an iPhone here. Maybe I could go get a, and this is a newer one, so maybe I'm going to get an older one. Uh, you cut expenses out with cars. I can cut expenses out with housing. If you're going to retire early, making sure you have a budget is really important. So let me walk you through how to start. Look, the first thing we're going to need to recognize is the fact that you're going to need to be able to pay for the basic necessities of life, right? And that's going to be food, shelter, taxes, insurances. Those are the things that we need to have to survive, not necessarily live well, but make ends meet, right? Like we're going to need shelter no matter where we're at, um, we're going to need food. We're going to need to pay for our taxes. I know we don't like that, but we have to. And then ultimately, we've got to make sure we have health insurance and all that. Now, chances are, if you're working right now, health insurance is being payroll deducted. But when you retire, guess what? You're going to actually have to write a check for that. So you need to budget that in. So we need to figure out how much you're going to need for those basic necessities. And if you can cut some things back, it'll be easier. But look, if you're like a, a vegan organic that drinks soy lattes and all these other things that you're going to do, maybe your maybe your expenses are going to be higher. If you're a you're a Spartan that you know can eat ground beef every day with I don't know tomatoes you grow in your backyard, maybe your expenses are a little lower. So figure out your foundational expenses, and I'll tell you from my doing this for a number of years, I found that most people spend between twenty five hundred to thirty five hundred on everything that does not include healthcare. You can throw in another five to $600 a month for healthcare costs on top of that. So th th these are estimates. So you need, to, you need to vet this for yourself and figure out if this makes sense. But those are the basic healthcare costs uh, that are out there and those are the basic expenses. So look, you're gonna really be talking somewhere between 3,000 to $4,000 a month is what you're gonna need just to survive. And then everything else on top of that's the fun money. So if you want to travel, you need to build that in. If you've got to buy a car or put tires on tires on that car or, uh, you know, shingles on the house or a metal roof or fix the heat pump or all the other stuff that's going to happen over time. And remember, look, if you're retiring early, not only do you have to pay for all the stuff that you normally would pay for, but you've got to stretch it out for another 10 or 15 years beyond what somebody who's going to retire at 60 does. So don't underestimate your expenses and make sure you cut them along the way. There, we all have some, some fat in our life we can cut out and look for those expenses that aren't important to you. And if you can cut some of those back and prioritize the things that are important, maybe you can retire earlier. And I'll tell you that most people do not have a savings problem, right? right? I, I meet a lot of people that really they, they have a spending problem. They spend way, way, way too much money relative to their income or, or they, you know, at the end of the day, they save every dime that shows up in their checking account. And this is another way you can factor this in. Like, look, a lot of folks will say, well, yeah, I'm saving 10% in my 401k, Jim. So I'm, you know, I'm going to get that back when I retire. No, you're not. That, that money's in the 401k. Sure, you're going to get it. But the reality is you're spending what comes into your paycheck, every dime of it. So here's an easy way to do it. 
figure out what you're paid every every two weeks, every month, whatever that is, and then see how much money is left over. Okay. So let's imagine you're paid five thousand dollars on a monthly basis, right? If five thousand dollars a month that shows up, and at the end of the month you've got uh, five hundred bucks. Well, you're going to need $4,500 every month in retirement to make ends meet, plus whatever your health insurance will be, which is another 500 bucks on top of that. So you're going to need, guess what, $5,000 per month to make it work. And then we have to index that for inflation and rising taxes and all the other stuff. So you better get that dialed in if you want to retire early. Figure out where you can cut those expenses because it'll have a big deal. Now, we do the same thing for retirement planning. You know, if somebody wants to retire, we've got to factor this in as well. What happens though is a lot of people, you know, maybe you're making a hundred grand a year and you're saying, "Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm bringing in seven thousand a month, but I only need four thousand to live on." Prove it. Here's a here's a test for you. Live on that four thousand dollars a month for six months and see if you can make it work before you retire. Ooh, the fact is, most people won't do that. They'll retire and then realize, like, wow, this is not what I expected. Retirement sucks. I don't like this at all. Yeah, but because because they failed the plan for the fact that they're not going to be comfortable spending 40% less in retirement. Like, it's not fun. Like, your expenses don't go down astronomically because you're not driving the eight miles to work anymore. I mean, maybe you're saving $10 a month on gas, but you're still driving to the golf course or see the grandkids or to the grocery store. It's not like you're not going to spend any money in retirement. You're just going to spend it in different places, in different ways. And every day is a Saturday in retirement. So just understand those expenses. But again, if you saved aggressively and you invested wisely, cutting expenses helps, right? Like that that puts you in the best position. So let's move on to number four. So what's the fourth way or fourth thing you can focus on to help um, to help retire early? Like focus on your income, mostly your passive income. You're going to need income in retirement. Like, sure, you can live on your portfolio, but if you can buy some rentals along the way or maybe you have some dividend-paying stocks or some other income streams, maybe an annuity. And remember, annuities are not all created equal, and they do pay the advisor's commission, so make sure that you uh, you really vet those before you get them. But they can pay guaranteed lifetime income streams. Maybe you have a pension. So generating that passive income, that can be really important. Uh, look, when you stop working, the paychecks stop. Think about that. When you stop working, the paychecks stop. And you're going to have to create that income somehow, some way. So once you've figured out what your expenses are and you've cut them as much as you can reasonably, you've got to make the other money work. And you're going to need to know how much income you're going to have coming in. And if you don't know that, you could be in a position where it's kind of challenging. And that's not fun for a lot of folks. Like That is not fun at all. So understanding where that income comes from is a big deal. And uh, working now to create some passive income along the way could help. And I'm not a huge fan of rental properties anymore. I used to, I used to really like the idea of rental properties, but um, ha- being a uh, a landlord myself, I don't love it. I'm gonna be honest. Like unless you do all the maintenance yourself, unless you are cool with getting uh, calls at 10 o'clock at night to fix the water heater, unless like you just love that game, real estate for me has not been as successful as I would have hoped. Now, I lost money. I made a lot of money because I bought the properties at the right time. And we have generally good renters in there. But, you know, it's a lot of work. And you're always replacing carpets or something's breaking. There's always expenses along the way. Remember, these are not like people that love your house, right? Like there's this 
thing called pride of ownership. My realtor talks about this sometimes. He talks about the idea that when you buy a house from somebody that's lived there, you can tell if like they're the owner because the pride of ownership there. They they mow their grass. They they paint their they paint things. They they do the upkeep on the house. But when you have a renter, and even when you're the landlord, you're not in there to fix the things that you can stop before they break. They just break and they're expensive. So in the other way, and you know, I always know I'm gonna offend somebody. The government, the government's proven that they can step in and stop people from paying their rent. And during COVID, it changed my perspective on real estate in a huge way. People stopped paying rent. Like they 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 were legally allowed to live in your property and not pay rent. Think about that. It's just buffoonery. It's craziness. But the government said it was okay. So now you might have a mortgage, which I don't recommend, but you might have a mortgage on a rental. You're still making the payments, but old Fred and Susie are living there and they're not paying rent. Can you imagine? Like you're going to have to write that check out of your pocket. Like you've, you've sacrificed, you've taken the time, the energy, you've, you've done all the right things. You've started your own little business with an LLC. And now all of a sudden there's a renter in there that doesn't have to pay because Somebody in the White House has made the decision based upon some emergency BS authority? No way. So rental properties for me, I'm going to tell you what, guys. I'm not I'm not as high on that as I used to be. Not, not saying it's not good. Like, there's plenty of renters that are going to listen to this and think I'm an idiot, and that's okay. I'm just saying that for me, I'm not super into it, like, as much as I was. But dividend-paying stocks, I think, would be a good place to create income. Again, pensions, annuities, there's lots of, there's lots of ways, but... Understand that you're going to need an income plan. Generating that passive income could be really important. Look, if you need $5,000 a month of income and you figured out a way to create two through some other means, well, hey, that's uh, that, that's not quite halfway there, but it's getting closer and it's a big deal. All right, we're moving on to the last item on our list. Retire debt-free. Guys, if you're going to retire early, you do not want to go into retirement with debt. I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're 65 or 55, debt retirement is dumb. Look, I'm a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I take that real seriously. And I, I get people going to debt. Like I understand. I get the I get the I get the idea around it. Like life is hard. You might not have the money to pay for your water heater and it breaks and you gotta replace it. I mean, I'm gonna use a credit card if I had to, right? Like you would too. I'm not gonna not have a water heater if I don't have an emergency fund, but prioritizing paying off those high interest debts is the first place you want to start. I, I, I believe in like that, what is called a, a debt snowball, if you can. And here's how a debt snowball works. List all of your debts down on a uh, piece of paper. And let's imagine you had a mortgage for 200000 and you had a credit card for twenty, or a car for twenty, and a credit card for two, right? So you've got three debts. Well, the first thing I do is pay off the credit card for two. And it's also going to generally work in that be the uh, highest uh, interest payment on that as well. You pay that off and then take your payment and make minimum payments on the other two. One of the, one of the challenges people get into when paying off debt is they pay a little bit more than the minimum on everything. And then they have debt forever. Like it just never gets paid off. So list your debts in order from highest to largest. Don't worry about the interest rates. This is not a math problem. This is a behavior problem. Pay off the, the lowest balance first. And let's imagine that payment was $50 a month and the other one was a hundred and the other one was a hundred. Okay. Real simple. So then what we're going to do is pay off that lowest one. And now on the second highest balance, we're going to pay 150. We're going to take that 
that that extra money we're paying on number one and apply it to number two plus the principal. Then we're going to pay number two off while you're making the minimum payment on the highest debt. Then you're going to pay off the largest debt. It's called a debt snowball. We do not want to go into retirement debt. Remember, if you have debt, guess what you have to do? You have to account for it in your cash flow, meaning that we're going to have to figure out a way to create the income, whether it's passive or active, in order to pay for it. The number six on my list, it's not really on my list, but I'm going to throw this out here, is what I refer to as a hybrid retirement, okay? And I think this can really work well for a lot of people. Once you've hit a certain age, maybe you're in your mid-50s or your early 60s, and you're not quite ready to retire, you haven't saved quite enough, but you're tired of working and the grind you're doing, let me give you a tip. You might be able to do some part-time work or take a job that's less stressful and still have some income coming in and work less. You might not be able to take the three weeks a month off and go to Yellowstone or wherever you want to go, but what you might be able to do is you might be able to work less with a less stressful job. So we call that a hybrid retirement. I should actually go out and coin that phrase somehow, some way, but I call that a hybrid retirement. So think about that. So let me recap uh, the top six ways to put you on track to retire early. And retiring early can be awesome, by the way, because what it does is it gives you time back in your life. All of a sudden now, you have time for you, for your family, for the things that are important to you. I mean, it's really cool. So if you can retire early, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I just want you to know that, look, you're gonna have to make the money last longer. There's some expenses you need to account for. And the other thing is you're gonna have so much free time on your hands. Make sure you have a life plan. Make sure you have a plan to do things that are important. It give you purpose and meaning. But as we recap, you know, I think, again, it's always good to recap these things. Save aggressively. Really save aggressively. Save as much as you can. The more money you sock away in those accounts, the better off you're going to be. And, and, and even better if they're tax advantage accounts like Roths or 401ks or 403Bs, qualified accounts. Those are good. Invest wisely. And don't take huge chances on things. Make sure you're diversified appropriately with the right asset allocation. Make sure you're not letting your emotions overrule. Make sure you're not overpaying on your investments. Cut your expenses is number three. Really understand where you're spending your money and cut back where you can. The, the more you can cut back, the better off you're going to be, at least from uh, making the money work. And remember, you got to make it work for a long time. Generate income. That passive income can be a big deal. The more you can generate, the better off you're going to be. I promise you, the more income you have, the better off you're going to be. In fact, the happiest people I meet in retirement, guess who they are? Those people with pensions. And I wish pensions were out there, but, you know, that's a bygone era, unfortunately. How about retiring debt-free? Let's get rid of that debt and retire debt-free. That can be a big deal. I love the idea of that. If you can, do it. And then, look, if you're not quite in a position where you can retire early, but you're tired of working that grind, those tough jobs, Think about the hybrid retirement idea. Maybe you take a job with less stress. Maybe you do a part-time job. Again, that's going to require some financial planning. I, I would encourage anybody to listen to this, whether it's with me or anywhere else. Run the numbers before you do this. Just don't all of a sudden wake up one afternoon and say, I'm going to retire on Monday. That's probably not a great decision. So make sure you're going to, if you're going to do it, do it wisely and take a look at um, where you're at. Make sure you have the right plan. Hey, I hope this was hope this was impactful. We will post this on our YouTube channel. That'll be in the show notes. Um, it's Retirement Answers Today. 
is the YouTube channel, and I encourage you to go out and subscribe to that. We post new material often. Hopefully, you found some value out of it. My name is Jim Martin with Martin Wealth Solutions, and I want to thank you for listening to uh, our first show, one of many, and we'll be back next week. Take care. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the podcast. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.